This is Living the Dream. My name is Rich Baker. I get to interview the people who make their living in the world of entertainment. Big thank you to Phil Ranton, the Comedy Podcast Network, Tom Burns for the artwork, Diana Lawrence for the original music. Email me your suggestions, your complaints, your questions to livingthedreampodcast at gmail.com. Rate the show in iTunes. Give us a review. You can become a fan of facebook.com slash livingthedreampodcast. Before I get to the interview, just wanted to address a quick question. It's come up a couple times, some emails asking for podcast suggestions. So I'm going to put all my suggestions on my Facebook. Just thought I'd share a few with you on the mic real quick. In no particular order, I love the Poor Choices show, the Sports 3 podcast, the Thursday Evening Movie Club, Stupid Nerd, Fanboy Radio, Sex Nerd Sandra, An Hour With Your Ex, Comicast Audio, and A History of the World in 100 Objects. So just a few that I listen to. For a complete list, go to the Facebook page or send me an email. And if you have a suggestion about something I should listen to, I would love to give it a try. So send me an email and let me know. Right now here is episode number 30. It's lead singer and drummer of the band Ocean Vibe, Mr. Kieran Phillips. Living the dream. My name is Rich. I have Kieran Phillips with me, uh, the lead singer slash drummer of Ocean Vibe, a four-piece English-based band that makes their living on cruise ships. Thanks for coming on the show, Kieran. Um, pleasure. Pleasure. Never sure. <laughs> oh, your voice. I'm going to listen to this over and over because uh, that's soft, that sultry... <sighs> That, that English thing you've got going. It is. I was born with it. I'm, I'm lucky. This, I'm, I don't think we've ever had this much eye contact before. This no, it's it's, it's sometimes incredible. weird interviewing people because it's like we're just staring the whole time like, hey, hey, what's, what's up? But it's lucky it's in a professional studio environment. Yep, in my cabin. In the cabin. <laughs> yep, with the air conditioning and, and all the fun little extra noises that come along with it. Awesome. Um, so you've been, how long have, have you, has Ocean Vibe existed? Ocean Vibe has existed now for, I think about four years, and I never really time it. I always kind of, I think every time someone asks me, I always make up a, a new number. <laughs> okay, good. But I think it's about four years, I think roughly four years. We've done, I think it's our like eighth, eighth season on ships. Wow. So. And uh, has it always been the same four members? No, no, we originally had a, a different girl member who was... Uh, uh, mainly a singer and not so much a keyboard player and she decided to leave at the beginning and uh, when she left uh, we auditioned Alice and Alice got the uh, got the job and then I think Alice has been part of the band now for th just over three three years Wow um, where, Did you start the band? Like was it your brainchild to start Ocean Vine? Not so much um, It was quite bizarre because uh, I lived in Liverpool for a little bit and tried to start a couple of bands up there which didn't work out because it was right next to a, uh, a music university where basically they took all the gigs everywhere. <laughs> so for anyone trying to start a band, I would not suggest that's a good place to start. Unless you're the Beatles, and you probably get a gig. They did okay. Yeah, you'd probably get a gig if you were them. Well, if, if you were them, you'd be a ghost. But they're a two-piece now, yeah. That would, yeah. That's not a good sound. Oh, no. Drums, drums and Paul. No. Or <laughs> Ringo. Yeah, suck Ringo. Anyway, sorry if I've offended any Ringo fans out there, because... Uh -huh. Too bad. <laughs> Too bad. Uh, so, um, so then, so did you move away from Liverpool? Moved away, came back to London <clears throat> on the um, on the idea that I was going to get a job as a singer on a cruise ship. But not just you, just as a solo yes, act. Yes, trying to do what the production team uh, do. I think. So you'd be singing in like the big dance shows. In the big dance like shows, but unfortunately, I can't dance, and I I, I started to realise my voice probably wasn't as um, uh, my voice was different. To, to a lot of, especially now I've had some more experience on cruise ships, they're a lot more musically, a musical theatre, 
and which is a, a different, totally different style of voice. Absolutely, and you're more of like a rock pop song. Yeah, definitely more of a pop singer. Even rock, I think I would I would imagine there's twenty percent of the songs that I sing I think I sing well, and then eighty percent any old monkey could sing. <laughs> any old monkey. Yeah, YMCA just you don't need too much talent to <laughs> throw that one out there and, and get the audience dancing. I, I, I won't take too much credit for that. Take one. that, village people. Exactly. Yeah, shame on you. <laughs> Are they all still alive or dead? I have. Oh, I who knows. Must be dead. Like, they lived a pretty hard life, I bet. I don't think it was natural cause. I think that was out of pure public, public frustration. Well, well yeah. Uh, so, how did then? How did Ocean Vibe come to happen? Uh, was it from London? From London, we uh, myself and the original um, female uh, singer, we did an audition for a company, and they didn't need any singers anymore. But they said they they saw a resume and they saw we went to the same university and they needed a band. So the girl came up to me and said, "Let's start a band." And Jimmy, who's the guitarist in our band, um, was uh, knows the original. This is already getting confused. I know the lineup, and I'm already confused. So <laughs> I imagine whoever's listening to this is going to be. Very no, no, good. keep going. You're doing great. So she knows Jimmy, our guitarist, uh, through a boyfriend, because Jimmy's brother is going out with the girl, the the original singer. Yes. So that was that link, and then Dave, Jimmy knew from Weatherspoons, which is a very popular chain of English pub. And, uh, oh, they're just drinking buddies. They just they just knew each other by drinking. And, there you uh, go. Dave worked there. Dave was what we like to call a, um, a microwave technician. Where they, you know they cook food in uh, like let's say Hooters. Do they actually cook the food or they just heat up in the microwave? Well, I think that and deep frying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But there was no deep frying involved in Dave's job. Just it, was, it was literally 30, <laughs> 30, 30 seconds on full power. Well, you know everyone's got a skill. Everyone. He did. He nailed that. So he's working at the pub, and Jimmy happens to know he's a bassist, and yes. he says, come along. That, that was, that's how it all worked, and then, uh, and then we started, yeah, we, we, we first had a rehearsal in, uh, in Jimmy's house, actually, in Jimmy's garage. So we started off as a garage band, I think okay. that's, that's completely true, and I think I was wearing a pink shirt at the time, <laughs> and Dave looked completely different, where he had really long hair and was into heavy metal, and swore a lot, smelled of alcohol. Well... Some things never do. <laughs> but uh, he thought I was gay at the time. and uh, I Oh, thought, you're not? No. And, uh, How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? I'm like David Hasselhoff. Well, you, I mean, you already referenced the village people. So oh, yeah, I just don't know. I don't know. probably spoke about them a little bit too much. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. I don't know. It's none of my business. Uh... So the girl, how did you, did you and the girl just decide to audition together just on a whim? No, because the, the, the show, the show companies um, told her that if we started a band, they would accept us because they didn't have a band. And they said, if you want to start a band, do, do it from scratch and yet you can have the job. It was a very bizarre way to get the foot in the door. So, so basically the gig preceded the band. Yeah. Wow. Really? I don't think that happens too often. No, it doesn't. It's a very strange, like the cruising industry is very strange. Once your foot's in the door, it's very, it, you can you can move about a bit, but the hardest bit is getting the foot in the door. I, yeah. get, I get emails quite a lot from musicians that I know from university who just find who are, who are you know, better than me at the drums, better than you know a lot of people that I know at lots of different things, but don't just haven't got the aren't lucky enough to get the opportunity, which is I think it's life, isn't it? Oh, I mean that's the same with me and comedians, absolutely. It's not the skill you have; it's the uh, the opportunity that you're given. Yeah, mm. and so at the time you're thinking, All right, I'm going to form this band, I'm going to go on this cruise ship. Like, did you think you were just going to be like a one and done kind of like do it and then come back, or did you think that four years from then that you'd still be doing it? It's, 
at, at first it was like the dream job. It was like this is amazing. But we weren't very good at first. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say. We're, you know, I'm not saying we're the best band in the world now. We're, we've come on a long I've way. I've been on a lot of cruise ships, and I dare to say mm. you, you guys, are pretty good. Oh, thank, well, thank you very much. Right, right. Are we flirting now? We're well, still, I mean, we still got the same eye contact. We, I mean, we're. It's a small cabin. We can play footsie if we cabin. wanted to. I think we're pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's. Uh, it, we, we. At first, we weren't very good, and we were told too many wrong things like information. Like we, the first cruise ship we went to, we only had thirty songs, and they said that's enough. You can just keep repeating them. And we were so naive as to think on a ten-day cruise that everyone would be happy for us to repeat thirty, 30 songs. songs. Yeah. No, that's just not. <laughs> no matter how old they are, they still want to hear different songs. Huh. Um. So were you like frantically like trying to learn new songs while you were on that ship? Oh, it was horrible. It was like we were in a cabin this size. We had a keyboard, guitar. There was no drums, but my knees. They're, they're good for that. Yeah. Can we keep that in? Yeah. I mean, I've. I've yeah. Oh, I'm gonna pick up. Is that it, was that's that? that is the sound of Kieran drumming on his knee. There we are. That was that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to edit this, <laughs> and we'll hear that over and over. Yeah, yeah. Could we put an echo on it and a bit, little bit of delay. Well, well, one thing at a time. Some of it. Well, I didn't know how to later, so and we'll do that. The the, and so you're a drummer and a singer, which I think is uh, not too <clears throat> terribly common in most bands that I've seen, at least. No, it. I, I think most drummers can sing and drum, but they, they, they're either one better than the other. I, I definitely am a better singer than I am drummer. As okay. I say, I know too many drummers that are a lot better than me. But yeah. Singing, but doing doing two at the same time is a, a little bit more difficult. But oh, I'm I lucky that I've got a good voice to to carry it. But definitely, when you do two things at the same time, one, one thing loses some um, quality, I would say. Sure, yeah. I'd say mostly I would be... First and foremost, my voice, and then my drumming would would come second, if anything. Yeah, well, and I, I mean, you're a good drummer, but as you said, like you don't play anything super difficult necessarily. No, no, I'm, no, I'm pretty. I'm just a, a solid. I'd say just solid player and fill about maybe a little bit too much sometimes. But that's uh, <laughs> yeah, fun. The way it rolls. Yeah, I do have fun. Yeah. I enjoy. You got to enjoy it. So looking back at um, a four-year career as a on a cruise ship. Which, if they just heard that noise, who knows what that was on this cruise ship? Was someone flushing the toilet. That sounds good. probably it's a biggie. Uh, <laughs> do you like? Are you happy with like what you're doing? Do you want to keep doing? Do you want to look back in another four years and go, man, I had another good solid four years? Or we see too many, too we see too many people on ships that have gone past the stage of moving on. They're like this is their their lives. I do I do like cru- cruising, and uh, the rest of the guys do as well. But I don't know if I can, I can do it forever. It's uh, there's too much, too many fam, too many great friends and family at home. Cruise ships are great, but you have to keep making best friends, and after a while, it just gets a little bit tiring, you know. Yeah. I don't need more Facebook friends, but you know, I'd probably get them. Well, you'll get some from this podcast. Yeah. Oh, if, oh, yeah. <laughs> people go, who is that guy? I want to see the guy who banged <laughs> his knee intentionally on a podcast. Uh, uh, but I mean, you're still a young guy. You're 26. 26, yeah. Uh, so, like, do you do you want to keep like, let's say, whenever you get done with cruise ships, be it this year or next, whatever it is, um, do you want to be in a band on land? Um, yeah, that would be perfect. To to work in England would be that would be ideal. But the problem is, that they're the jobs given to people with less commitment. So. Um, no, with more commitment, sorry. So, like, if, if you've got... It's easy to get a gig in England if you've got kids and a wife because it's only for three hours. But it, those musicians are less likely to take a cruise musician's job who are going to be away from their 
family and kids for let's say six months at a time. Yeah. So we sh we kind of it's good for us to take advantage of, of that. And there's not a lot of British bands. We're we're, we're very lucky that. Um, yeah, you're the first British band I'd seen on a cruise ship. Yeah, that, that a lot of people say that. Especially a lot of Americans say, that, especially on uh, on this cruise liner. So I mean, we you know it's good to take advantage of those things. And uh, in England, there's lots of British bands. <laughs> really? Yeah, I just. What a weird. We, we just. I figured they were on Denmark. And the accent just doesn't cut it anymore. The women in England, they're like, you're like, well, hello, and they're like, yeah, all right. Yeah, we're we're kind of used to. It. We've yeah. we've got it too. We've, uh, even you're used to my English accent. Now. Well, I mean, it still kind of fits the old heartstrings a little, a little, <laughs> bit, a little bit. Um, so, do you do you think that Ocean Vibe as a unit, um, are you guys like all? thinking that at some point you will try and make it on you know try and be your own band write your own songs that kind of thing I don't know but, yeah we've always talked about writing our own song, our songs but it's never seemed to have, never seemed to come about but I think we're, we're so we've got so many different musical ideas that um, not just that but into to so many different things um, you know Dave's into heavy metal Jimmy's into kind of <clears throat> Jimmy's kind of a Beatles, a Beatles man that kind of style of guitar like and um, really, like he likes the Jack Johnson type stuff, which is really nice as well. That's Singer songwriter kind of. Yeah, that, that type of stuff. I'd, I'd be more into ballads, pop rock type stuff. And Alice, Alice is into quite quite an, an eclectic, uh, but she, she likes her musicals and stuff like that, which is something. Interesting. So you all really have kind of different ideas, because your your favorite set, or at least a set you really love to do, is the Buble set. I love, yeah, I love because hey, mostly because it's ballads and you can. There's not a lot of drumming involved, so I can concentrate more on my singing anyway. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's it, it, that those are the types of things. Like all the old kind of romantic stuff is always a pleasure to sing anyway. And yeah. It's it's easy to make sound really nice, especially if you've got if you've got a good voice for it, you can really push it. I feel <clears throat> like of some of the bands that I know in America, uh, at least, like a cover band can can make a living. You know, touring being a cover band is that similar in England? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't suggest so. Only if you're a tribute band, I would say. Yeah. A particular tribute band. So if, if we decide to be a Beatles tribute band or the Eurythmics tribute band or something like that, then that would be something a, a niche. But the problem is, like, <clears throat> name me a pub in England that someone doesn't play, you know, Sweet Home Alabama, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and I'll be there on a Saturday because you're hearing that much. But. It's, it's just not how it works. Everyone wants to hear the same songs every time. So no matter how good or bad your band is, after the audience have had ten beers, Sweet Home Alabama is always going to sound like Sweet Home Alabama. It sure is. Of how, how good the solo is in the middle, how good the drummer is. But I love that in England they love Sweet Home Alabama. <clears throat> they love all that stuff. You can have all. They, m m uh, the British music is very strange because it's so heavily American influenced. All yeah. of it, like everyone knows Rihanna. Everyone knows Rihanna would. Mostly these days, people would know Rihanna over the Who or the Beatles. I would suggest. Really? Yeah, I would definitely. Wow. They're more into the Beatles in America. The older generation in England are into the Beatles, and you know, in a big way. But I would suggest that the, the younger generation these days probably don't know the Beatles as well. Wow. Yeah, I feel like I didn't. I didn't even hear about the Beatles. They were like popular again when I was in high school. Yeah. Kind of thing. Uh, wow, that's interesting. So. As a musician, if you know, if you can't tour being, you know, a cover band, and it's kind of difficult to be your own band, like, what about like the studio musician? Like, would do you think that you would 
just go in and, and get gigs like singing on a track or something like that? Or? Um, yeah, but you, yeah, but I mean that, that's another thing. It's all about opportunity. You can't you can't just hand in a CD. To, the problem is there's so many people with the same idea, especially with all these reality TV shows. Everyone seems to think they're a singer yeah. these days, and it's it, it's good. It, it really because there are people out there who probably would never have thought of going into music and now. Suddenly. What was that uh, that British lady? She was oh, the Susan Boyle. Susan Boyle, yeah. Oh, I mean, the hat craze that you know her. That's sad. oh yeah. Sad. I think I don't know if, if if every American knows her, but I mean, she, there was. That YouTube clip made made its rounds. Really? Of her busting out Les Miserables and stuff. I, see, I like it, yeah. She, I mean, I wouldn't say she's a, an amazing singer, but I mean, I think it was more of the look. It was the, the look, look she had. And, and the age and yeah, everything combined. Yeah, she, I bet, I mean, bless her heart. She's, you know, that, that's exactly a prime example of someone who probably would never have stepped onto a stage and now probably doesn't know what to do with it. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it's. It, yes, yeah, so that it, it is good for those, but I mean, for. For musicians who just—it's a bit of annoying. Like I hate X Factor. I hate American Idol. Well, <laughs> actually, American Idol is actually—I well, tell a lie because I watched that a couple of times, and they're amazing on there. It's very different in England. I think. Really? Yeah. America is a lot bigger than England, though, so well, you sure, always yeah. expect that. It's a shame your soccer team isn't as good as England. No, I don't we don't—we don't know what a soccer team is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> I understand. There's so many people in that country, and they must be—they must be able to get 11 amazing athletes to. To win something. I think any. I think I think our good soccer players come from elsewhere. Anyway, Dempsey, I want you the other night. Sorry, I'm going from tangent. <laughs> I just I was going to talk about football time. But anyway, let's go. Uh, I love it. Um, <clears throat> so, what's life like for you on a cruise ship? I mean, I, I kind of know because obviously I have a similar life. But like, t- tell tell the tens of listeners out there. <laughs> tens of ones. <laughs> I, at least my mom is interested. <laughs> uh, like, what is it like? To, do you have to carry around a big drum set on a plane to fly out to a cruise ship? And no, I just bring my cymbals. I've got my own cymbals um, which I update. Maybe, maybe once a year. I've just just bought a new ride cymbal which I'm going to. That's another story as well. Mm. Don't like the sound of it, so I have to get rid of it. But um, yeah, no, I just bring the cymbals on the plane. I mean, Alice has to bring a synth, and uh, Jimmy has to bring his guitar uh, and uh, his effects board, and Dave exactly the same as Jimmy. But um, yeah, that's kind of it. We're kind of lucky with the drum kit that I don't have to do that because every ship's got its own backline. And when I say backline, I mean speakers, uh, drum kit. And amps. That's so nice. Yeah, so we don't have to. Uh, so it's more or less you just kind of show up and and work. That's, yeah, that's we, nice. you bring your personal touches, and the the main bulk is is there already. Do you guys work every day typically on cruise ships? Mostly, yes. Yeah, I think randomly we'll get one day off here and there, and we're not quite sure why, but it'll be because of scheduling or something like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, every every day. Wow. So. But it's not, it's different, it's, we, we work on different hours, I mean, we get a lot of people coming up to us going, oh, you never do any work, and this, that, and the other. Well, like, well, but I mean, especially for your voice, to sing, like, even if you just did a, a two-hour set every day, that's, that's a lot of singing. It is, the beginning of a contract is the worst, because you just had uh, some vacation time, you know, so I'll be in London, I'll be going out, seeing all my friends every night, drinking, not thinking about singing. <laughs> Some, yeah, and then suddenly, you know, you do your vocal warm-ups and stuff like that every every other day, or just in the shower singing your Michael Bublé songs with my with my hair <laughs> hairbrush and stuff like that. But um, nothing nothing too professional. And then suddenly you uh, you come on a cruise ship and they're like, right, you're playing in 
Ten minutes. How long are you playing for? Five hours. How many songs you got? What, that I can sing right now? Four? <laughs> awesome. Repeat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But it is tough. The, the first month on a, any contract is really, it is vocally always a struggle. But then your muscle, your vocal muscles get used to it. So now we could pretty much, I think we could sing, we could do a five hour singing day. Wow. At the moment, and inside there, I think, yeah. My voice sounds a bit, I think I'm speaking really quietly, so my voice sounds pretty rough. Oh, that, that'll be good for the audio. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be, yeah, that'll be really good, yeah. I'll get closer to the mic. But um, no, it, it gets there. It, it, you're, you're, it's like any muscle. You, you start to use it and, uh, and it, it, it comes back. Do you ever get so sick of the same... Because I know you have more than 30 songs. Like, other, you started out with 30. You Just got let everyone know we've got lots more than 30 songs. We haven't really got 30 songs. But at the same time, like, you still uh, play the same songs every week. Because it's new passengers, it's new to them. Yeah. Does it ever make you want to rip your hair out? Yeah, it just, it's like a job, isn't it? It's like any job. It, uh, I think after a while, it's like asking uh, someone who drives a cab, you know... Does it ever, do you ever get annoyed driving to, well, they'll probably say yes to anything I would suggest right now, but, you know, does it ever get bored driving to the Empire State Building for a tourist? And he's like, yeah, of course it does, but earns me $20 when it should only be a $2 cab ride, probably. <laughs> Fair. So, yeah, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it, it's a living, and it's like when you get that mindset, it's kind of like, yeah, I'll play Sweet Caroline if, if you want it. But it's always better, the worst time is when you play the same songs and the, the audience don't react to it. But when you play the same songs and the audience are really loving it, then it doesn't really make a difference when you're playing. You're doing your job, which is to entertain Absolutely. a crowd of tens. Uh, no, but you guys get, I mean, you guys get pretty good. I mean, depending on the show, you get huge numbers. Yeah, yeah, we've, yeah, we've been really lucky on this ship lately, especially. Like, we do some tribute sets, which we really do. We put in the crowd, especially the Beatles tribute set, funny enough. Oh, of course. Because that's what everyone wants to hear from us all the time. We've, you're English, you must play the Beatles. Yeah, like. exactly. That's exactly perfect that's exactly what we get so do you do any Beatles and we're like yeah we do I, I really hope that at some point that someone goes do you do you do any Beatles and I just want you to go who are the Beatles who, the who the who I'm sorry yeah. I don't know what are they an American band? Are they Bingo. new? That's a weird name from yeah, That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, does it ever like as a musician as a creative person do you ever want to like throw in songs that wouldn't necessarily appeal to the modern cruise ship audience well all the time. I mean, yeah, it's just you. It, it, there's nothing worse than playing to a packed room a song that no one knows. There's a massive song in England and uh, it's called Hi Ho Silver Lining. Uh -huh. And it's massive. In fact, Hi Ho Silver Lining is one, and there's another one called Dance the Night Away by the Mavericks. Okay. Now, if you listen to that song, the Mavericks, Dance the Night Away, that song is, it with an American voice, sounds like he's from a really kind of country and western background okay. and no one in America knows them so the first time we were ever on an American cruise ship which was I think uh, the spirit uh -huh. um, we uh, we played that song and we were like this is good you know when you got that feeling this is going to get them going one yeah. two three and they were just all like just staring at us thinking this British band why don't they play the Beatles yeah well, we, we, know, we know them so yeah there's loads of songs like that that, that if the crowd don't know it that's why people sometimes ask us, do you ever play your originals? I was like, well, we could do, but you just won't know it. And you won't know it and you won't care. You won't care. It'll just sound like a... Isn't that a funny? Of like, I, I feel a lot of people, you know, do that. They'll go to a concert and they'll be like, oh, play, you know, the standard. Play Freebird, play Stairway. And, uh, but it's like, shouldn't you want to go and hear something you haven't heard before? <laughs> yeah. That, it, it's, 
I'm I'm quite bad. I I see. I find this this thing. I find that quite annoying sometimes. Though I'm a little bit like that, so I can't be too critical of people like that because well, if sure, I go yeah. and see a band I really like, and like you know I've heard their songs a million times in the CD player, and then they play four new tracks all at the same time, and that's kind of my toilet break or yeah, the go to the bar and uh, I'll listen to it when it comes out on the album. And, uh, and then they get back right into you know where where I where I know the songs that I know. So yeah, it's kind of it's I've half and half. You know, you should listen to new stuff. But I'm, since I've worked on cruise liners, my intake of new music is terrible. It's well, yeah, because we're cut off from the world. You yeah. internet like two days a week. I know. Um, is like okay. So most people think of musicians as like oh man the groupies after the show and you get girls constantly but on a cruise ship I, I don't know if people a lot of people know this you can't like if an audience member comes up to you and is like hey I like your set you go that's great I, you can't thank you very much yeah. <laughs> I, it is illegal not illegal but against our policy it's very tough to explain two things to a girl after a show that really likes it firstly I've got to be in bed by two <laughs> yeah how old are you 26 why do you have to be in bed by two because the, the man at the door he's looking at me now and, and he, he he tells me I have to it's like how old are you again oh god no, it's, don't it's embarrassing yeah, don't isn't it? but um, no it is it's, it's, it is quite annoying though. but I mean you just get used to it don't you yeah you just uh, I mean it's nice to be able to turn it down you just keep in touch by Facebook which yeah. is uh what would the world be without Facebook? I mean, a lot of less hookups. A lot. <laughs> a lot less hookups. And less Farmville games and less poker Texas holding. Right, well, yeah. Amen. Uh, does the stigma, like, does it translate all to the crew? Or, like, do, do other crew members look at you and go, oh, he's in the band. Yeah. Like, does... Or... It's a bit of both, really. Some, some, some people who really appreciate music. Uh, um, in, enjoy it. There are some crew members I would suggest, not on this ship, but in the past, that because of the hours that we do and the hours they do are, are very different. Like, so some people in the galley might be working you know, 16, 17 hour days. Yeah. And then we rock in and we're like, oh, we're ever so tired. And they're like, how much have you done? Oh, I just did a two hour set. How much are you, how else are you doing? Oh, I've got another half an hour to go in two hours. And they're, and they're like, you just, you just. You know, and we get off to the beach and stuff like that. So, I've had some crew members go, "Oh, yeah, whatever. You've had a luck. You know, you've had a great life." Sure. Yeah. But my, I might come back as always. You know, if if you want this life, become a musician. Just, just do it. Yeah. Why, why not? You know, we've all been to university. We've all studied music, and we've all, you know, spent loads of money, you know, thousands of pounds getting degrees and and in, in music. And so I think. It's and practicing. Yeah, over practicing and over that. and yeah, over. Yeah, exactly. And just trying to. Make trying you've, to make you've earned things. this. Yeah, that's right. That's how I feel. But I do understand at the same time. You know, we and we look, you know, pie-eyed after a night out, and we've got <laughs> one hour set, and they're like, oh, what an easy life they have. Sure. So, but some, but there are some crew members who, who understand, and they're just appreciative that, you know, that. Yeah. Yeah, we're about, and then we and we play music, and that's what we do. That's what that's what I would expect of a musician. I wouldn't ever compare jobs because you can't compare jobs no it's like me comparing a job to anything you, you can't compare salary you can't compare um, hours because they're just two two different two yeah different things, totally different things when you what uh, so before you started Ocean Vibes or working in this did you uh, have like non-music related jobs did you have like some crap job at some point mate I've had 
way too many crap jobs. Really? Oh, way too many. Oh, uh, tell me about one. Well, my first proper job was a fishmonger. A fishmonger? A fishmonger. Okay. And uh, a fishmonger who, who, on the odd weekend, they'd let me go to uh, a butcher to be a butcher, like to, on the meat. A butcher, sure, yeah. yeah. So this was on about 16. So this was when I was like really getting into girls. Yeah. And, uh, and it's not the best job to have, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Smelling like S- meat. Mate, my breath smelled fish. My fart smell of fish. Yeah. I used to, I, I literally used to have to shower in, in, in bleach <laughs> in order to get it off. It was, it was horrendous. And the day, the day that I left there, I, I started to smell better. I've literally just about got the scent away. I'm 26 now, so that's 10 years ago. Wow. Then I was a concierge, which was a really cool job, actually. At a hotel? That was, in, I was a free, freelancer. Oh, freelancer. They, they used to phone me up every day and send me different places. That was really cool, because every day I'd be somewhere different. And I do absolutely nothing. <laughs> there you go. I absolutely. And when I say absolutely nothing, I watched every season of Family Guy you know, <laughs> in, 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 in a week. It was amazing. It, it was like, and then there was one. The one week I had was bad. Is when they said there was no laptops in the hotel, so I had to actually sit there for twelve hours. Oh, and just doing oh. nothing. Now that was that was painful, and that made me realise. I hope I never get put to this hotel again. But well, sure. There was, there was lots of interesting things. I just had to wear a black suit. Uh, if anyone if anyone doesn't know what concierge is, uh, it's French for caretaker. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't know it was a French word. Yeah, it's uh, it's not it's not very not very posh. But you take out the garbage. But mainly it's for judge. Like in England, it's for like judges and rich people and yeah. stuff like that. So uh, then I did that. Uh, I've worked for a charity. Oh. Don't really understand charity yet because. I got paid probably the most I ever got paid working for that charity. Really? Yeah, it was... Interesting. Yeah, interesting to know. At what point in your life did you decide that you wanted to be a musician? Always. Well, my mum and my dad are musicians. Oh, okay. And my sister, my, my sisters have all, um, like, they can all sing. And uh, mum and dad used to be quite, not not big in the art, but they brought out an album and stuff like that, in Irish, traditional Irish music. Nice. So it's always been in my blood to... Uh, to do music, my mum, my mum. Well, if they hadn't had children, I think they would have been. Did you start playing the drums at like a like a super early age? No, no, no. Is it always a singer? My mum, my mum and dad didn't really care about me playing an instrument. They just wanted me to be a singer. So oh. I was like shipped off to different singing schools and different things, and they were going to put me in a, a boarding school for singers, which is in in London. But yeah, that didn't happen in the end. But <clears throat> been an opera and stuff like that when I was young and. Wow. I just enjoyed it, and then I always—that was the only the only plan for me. It was it was there was never anything else. <laughs> and this it, it's, it's it's kind of worrying sometimes because if it doesn't work out with music, it's it's a I don't, it's hard to know where else you're going to go from there, especially when you yeah. devoted so much time to it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's also the thing of like, because uh, I started out as a singer a long time ago, and um, I would get I used to I don't anymore, but I used to get strep throat all the time. And I thought if I go into singing. And what if I lose my voice? What if I get some horrible case strep throat and yeah, yeah. gone? I mean... That's what happens to Shania Twain, isn't she? She just got nodules and she couldn't sing for... Yeah, Bonnie Tyler, same yeah. way. Just the way... You've got to... You can't be an athlete. You, you, if you want to be an athlete, you've got to... Uh, you've got to be prepared to tear a muscle or break a leg in, in, yeah. in anything. and That'll just happen. But if it does happen, you've just got to recover just like anything else. Two questions I ask everyone on my podcast. A uh, 15-year-old kid comes up to you and says, Kieran, I want to do what you do. What do you tell them? I would tell them to start now. Start <laughs> playing um, 
do as much as you can, listen to as, as many varied types of music as you can, get some ideas. If you want to be a singer or a drummer, if you want to be a singer-drummer, then I would learn uh, to sing first and then, okay. and then take the drums on. But it depends how musical-minded you are. There are some people who can't, can't take up, like they, they can try and do musical things and then they're just, there are some non-musical people. Oh, absolutely. They might, yeah. they might not have a rhythm or they might not have a thing. So, but start off with the singing, I would say, and uh, get some singing lessons. They're very, very handy. But just uh, instead of listening to songs, listen to how they work and listening, listen to actually what the vocals are doing and why the vocals sound like in your favourite song. Why in that particular song? Why is that so unique and why is that making you listen that much deeper to what, what they're singing? And then if you can try and replicate. That's why I'd like to try Michael Bublé, actually. When I do the Michael Bublé sound, I really do try and sound like him. Yeah. But just because I think his tone is lovely and he's got a very, very pure tone and then some nice vibrato at the end, I think that, that blend is, is, is perfect. Absolutely. Uh, if in a horribly hypothetical world where you could no longer make money off of music or anything arts entertainment related, mm -hmm. is there a job or career that you think that you could like? Probably be a brain surgeon, sure, or, yeah. or, a, or a psychologist. No, I would. I, I would actually like to go into psychology. If oh, okay. uh, I would, I would go. I find it all very interesting. I like to read books about why relationships work and body language, and yeah. I really, really enjoy that. I don't read a lot of books. I'm not going to tell a lie. I, I, I don't. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna. I'm not I, trying to come off as some I, kind of I just, reader. Yeah, that's why I, I didn't want ever, anyone ever thinking, oh, well, this part, what he reads as well. Well, this is great. He's an intellectual. Yeah, I yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely don't. I don't. I, I haven't got too much patience for. Um, for only, I have a lot of patience for things I'm very interested in, but it has. To, it, it won't take a, a mile. It's not. It's not about a mild kind of. Oh, I could. I could, listen, I could read that. It seems all right. I'd have to be. Like, I love reading about serial killers and how they yeah. how they work. But my sister has just become a um, a serial killer. Yes. Okay. Yes, she has. She's just had her first one. Oh, which is, is nice. Oh, and, I hope you had a little party. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't give her the knife to cut the cake though. I, no, it's I, a I, smart I call. That. Yeah, I did that. Um, but uh, she uh, she become a, a what's it called? Oh, something psychologist. She works in a prison, anyway. Para oh. Not parapsychologist, that's not that. She's going to kill me. Well, yeah. she's a serial killer. And she, she works in yeah. a prison. Weird. Yeah, she, Weird. That, that's awesome. But like she it. deals with some really horrible people. But uh, I find all that very fascinating and how they... She's a, fren a uh, forensic psychologist? No. Um, eh, we'll figure it out. <laughs> I, I'll remember it in the next five minutes. Yeah, and then I'll put it on the description. Yeah, yeah. So the people <laughs> who are really curious... Uh, anything you want to plug? Do you have, like, a website or do you have YouTube videos or um, you anything? Can, Look at us on yeah YouTube videos. You can you can you can type in my name or you can um, you can look up Ocean Vibe, um, but Facebook you can add us on Facebook, which is it does Ocean Vibe have its own Facebook? Ocean page? Vibe's got its own fan page. You can yeah. you can add me. I'm pretty uh, pretty non uh, non judgmental unless you've got an ugly picture. Then, uh, <laughs> then I won't then I won't add you. I'm surprised you added me. I know, uh, and 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 most most men I, I ignore as well. Well, guy. How'd I slip by? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's great. Awesome. Karen, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Living the dream. Living the dream. Huge thank you to Phil Ranton, the Comedy Podcast Network. Original artwork by Tom Burns. Original music by Diana Lawrence. The email is livingthedreampodcast at gmail.com. The fan page is facebook.com slash livingthedreampodcast. Next week's episode features professional singer Bex Grinnan. Thanks for listening. My name is Rich Baker, and this is Living the Dream. <laughs>